Welcome to the St. Elias Report, where evil and heresy are exposed by the teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ through sacred scripture and tradition of the one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I am your host and humble servant of God, George Anthony. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be urgent in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, and exhort, be unfailing in patience and in teaching, for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own likings, and they will turn away from listening to the truth and wonder into myths. As for you, always be steady, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good afternoon, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen. I want to welcome you to another episode of the St. Elias Report. My name is George Anthony. I will be your host. Today, we will be discussing a topic near and dear to my heart. Well, they're all near and dear to my heart, let's be honest. False teachers, false prophets. These are the people who hide behind the cross of Jesus Christ, behind the Bible of Jesus Christ, and they proclaim a gospel contrary, a demonic gospel, but they claim it in Jesus' name. And for that, we know what the reward is. What I just read to you was 2 Timothy 4 one through five. That is an instruction on how evangelists, how preachers should be going about the work of Christ. What I'm going to start with today is a criticism of our Protestant brothers and sisters. Well, not all of them, obviously, but some of them. And the ones that I'm going to criticize heavily are going to be the prosperity gospel teachers. Yes, we're talking about your televangelists, but not all televangelists, because that's a, that's a conversation for a different day. We're going to talk about the ones that any good man and woman who's read the Gospels and read the Bible and understand the catechism, and frankly, even if you're not Catholic, just understand what good Catholic teaching is all about. What we're talking about is prosperity gospel today, prosperity teachers and preachers, the ones that say, if you give me... A hundred dollars. I will turn it into a million dollars and God will bless you. And if you don't give me the money, then God will not bless you. And he will turn a blind eye because you didn't have faith. That's a bunch of malarkey. I just read to you from the book of Timothy, letters of Timothy, I should say, that says contrary to everything the gospel teaches, everything the Bible teaches, everything tradition has taught. God has never promised in this world, God the Father, Jesus Christ, and all the prophets in between, have never taught that in this world you will receive 
benefit and reward. It is only by the grace of God, praise be to God, that you are healed from sickness and illness, that you are given a position at a company, that your life is easy to deal with. These are the blessings of God. These aren't promises, okay? So prosperity gospel preaches that God promises you all good things and no suffering, that he doesn't want you to suffer. Well, look at Jesus Christ as the example. His only begotten son, second person of the Holy Trinity, God, man in the flesh. How much more does God the Father love someone other than the second person of the Holy Trinity and the Blessed Mother, who's endured unspeakable pains looking at her son on the cross, at the foot of the cross, the blood and the water pouring from his side, the the lance being thrust into his side, her only son murdered, disrespected. If God, who's given to us, Jesus Christ, second person of the Holy Trinity, God the Father, that is, and the Blessed Virgin Mary, who is without sin, given them the ability to feel pain, and suffering for the glorification of his kingdom and to preach the holy gospel and to bring salvation to the world. Why do you think it is that some ragtag preacher on a, on a cable network channel is going to tell you different? It's because the people listening, unfortunately, do not know their gospel. They don't know their gospel. They rely on people to interpret the gospel. They never pick up a Bible. They never pick up any catechesis. They don't know what they're being fed, and they're being led to the stray. Behold, I send you as sheep amongst the wolves. That's what Jesus Christ, God the Son, said to the apostles when he sent them out into the world, that there was going to be other false teachers And there was going to be people that were going to try to basically eat them alive. What does a wolf do to a sheep? He murders it, he murders it, and he eats it. He drains the lifeblood from it. These people are draining the lifeblood from a society that's already hungry for something other than themselves, something divine and external. These people are disgusting and using the Holy Scriptures as they learned as a child or learned in seminary or wherever they learned it from to bastardize the message of Jesus Christ. Let me call some names out right now, and let me, let me go through a little bit of this, because I, I feel like, you know, I'm just talking in general, but we're, we're going we're gonna to get very specific. And in fact, I have a nice list here of some prosperity teachers and how much they make net worth as of 2023. Kenneth Copeland, $3 million net worth. Joel Olstein, yes, Mr. Happy Preacher himself, $100 million. Benny Hinn, $60 million. Cleflo Dollar, oh, how convenient his name is Dollar. Cleflo Dollar, $27 million. Jesse Duplantis, $20 million. Bishop, fake Bishop, T.D. Jakes, $20 million. And then you have a couple of people here that not so much of the millions but they're false teachers. Not only are they bringing prosperity gospels, but they couldn't even be a preacher if they wanted to because they're women. So they got two for going on here. Joyce Myers, $8 million. And Paula White, $5 million. 
the inclusion of those two were to show the ridiculousness that even a, they, they even believe they could be a preacher, let alone a false preacher. Let's call them a double false preacher, false preacher to the second power. St. Paul said, women do not preach in the church, but remain silent. Now, that's not to say that you can't be teachers, that women can't be teachers and women can't be uh, spreaders of the gospel. The Blessed Virgin Mary herself spread the gospel absolutely 100%. Tradition tells us that she traveled with St. John to Ephesus and spread the gospel there. Now, that's not for our, my Protestant brothers and sisters going to be in Holy Scripture, but that's the tradition of the church. It's one of the traditions of the church, and we're not bound to it. But it's a pious tradition, and if you feel fit, you can believe in it or not. The point is here, it's that we've gone so far off the mark, not only do we have men preaching heresy and degradation and disrespect of the gospel, we actually have women who think they could be preachers let alone preaching something that wasn't even sound doctrine to begin. Did you expect them to preach something that was sound? I don't. Absolutely not. We have to realize, ladies and gentlemen, we have to realize that if we don't read the Holy Scriptures for ourselves, that we are literally going to be led astray. We're going to be led astray for mostly profit, and the degradation of our souls. You know, the Protestant televangelist has the problem with regards to getting rich off of the backs of, you know, poor and, and, and middle-class individuals who send them hundreds of thousands of dollars during their lifetime, expecting healings, expecting benefits, expecting all the goodness that the, the kingdom of God will give you once you're in heaven, not here. Here is we are not promised by any means anything except salvation. We're not promised big houses and big cars and 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 uh, runways with airplanes in them. Some of these guys have a runway in their backyard. Some of these guys have built runways in their backyards with a plane. L- let me let me beat on Benny Hinn for a minute. Benny Hinn has his family working in his ministry, Benny Hinn Ministries. And how obnoxious is it when you name the ministry after yourself? How obnoxious and how self-centered could one be you name the ministry after yourself? Are you preaching Jesus Christ, the sacred heart of Jesus, the teaching of the Old Testament prophets, or are you teaching Benny Hinn? Think about that. Do you want to go to a church called Benny Hinn Ministries or Joel Olstein Ministries? Now, Joel Olstein's ministry is called something else. But the, po- the point I'm trying to make here is these people rarely have the name of Jesus or a saint. Well, they're Protestants, so they're not going to have a saint. I'll give them that. But they, have the, they rarely have the name of Jesus in their ministry name. Worldwide Abundance Ministry. A- uh, independent Worldwide abundance, uh, universal salvation ministry. Okay, and that's bad enough. I mean, you can kind of get away with that. But then, then you have the stupidity of uh, uh, Joyce Meyer's ministry. What, what, it, what is it? You're centering yourself. You are not the cross is not the center, but you are. How dare you? How dare you think that 
Your name is the name above all names, which is Jesus Christ. And let our knees bend and our heads bow. But they put themselves up there. And if you look at these videos on YouTube, you will rarely see a cross in the background, a cross in the foreground. You will rarely see anything except them. They make themselves front and center on their podium of glass, their podium of wood, their podium of of metal, and the light shine brightly. Listen, in the Catholic Church, the center of the church, it should be, is the tabernacle, which holds the blessed sacrament, the consecrated host, which is the Holy Eucharist, which we believe and we know is the body of Jesus Christ our Lord. That's the center of the church. You look down that main aisle and you see the golden tabernacle, you know that Jesus is there. Jesus is present. You look in these mega churches, what do you see? Screens, uh, bands, and who's the, where? Who's at the center? Joe Olstein, Clefro Dollar, Jesse Duplantis, T.D. Jakes, Paula White, Joyce Myers, Kenneth Copeland, Benny Hinn. They're the center. They have made themselves their own idol. They have taken the people with them and made themselves an idol to the people. But guess what they hide behind? Good old Bible. And not all of it. Oh, no, not. Why would you preach all the Bible? Absolutely not. You hide behind some of the Bible. You hide behind the nice verses that talk about the things that make you look good. You piecemeal it. You don't talk about the suffering. You know, when you read 2 Timothy, verse 4 and following, it gives you the instruction right there where the evangelist should be. It tells you right there how you should preach and what you're going to endure. Endure suffering. When's the last time Benny Hinn endured suffering? Joe Osteen endured suffering. When they endure suffering? Never. They probably will endure suffering for things yet to come. But Jesus Christ himself said, Jesus Christ himself said, let the first be last and the last be first. He also warned about men becoming rich and trying to get into heaven and take their riches with them. If you remember when he was preaching, the rich man came and said, how can I get into heaven? He said, give away all your things. And it said it was, and then the rich man said, he turned away. And Jesus said, it's easier for a camel to be sown through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the gates of heaven. He wasn't saying rich man can't go to heaven. That's not, that wasn't the point. It wasn't an admonishment about being wealthy here on earth. It was the point about being attached to these wealthy, wealthy, being attached to wealthiness, I should say being attached to worldly goods. That's the issue. Jesus wants us to be happy. He wants us to feel love. But we have to understand that he is the epitome, the definition of happiness and love. Without Jesus Christ, nothing is accomplished. That doesn't mean that we're not going to suffer on earth, that we're not going to feel pain, that we're not going to be rebuked. But he said, blessed are the ones that are admonished or tortured or rebuked in my name. Blessed are they. 
He expects us to go through some stuff, people. He doesn't expect us to be good all the time. And for the love of God at all things holy, I can tell you that I've gone through some stuff and I've come out on the other side. Yeah, I got some wounds. Yeah, I have some scrapes, but I'm still fighting the good fight and I'm here. And why I'm trying to share this with you today is, is I'm not trying to poke fun at these 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 fake preachers because they are fake. Let's just be honest. And they're not preaching anything except send me money and we'll sow the seed. The only thing you hear from them is send me money and sow the seed. All that means is that by some miracle, they expect you to get rich if you send them a portion of money. Not do a good deed and send the money to your homeless uh, neighbor or, or, or give the money to, to someone down the street. Oh, no. That's not what they're saying. They're, they're giving you a specific P.O. box, a specific online website, a specific place to send them money, their ministry money, not the ministry of Jesus Christ, not the ministry of the Holy Catholic Church, not the ministry of, of some worthy cause, them, their specific name. How is it that these people have gone unnoticed? I tell you, because we allow them to get away under the exemption of religious tolerance. Well, I'm going to tell you, starting today, if I have to lead this fight, no longer should we as Christians, our separated brothers and sisters in the Protestant movement and and the Catholics of the One Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church, we should agree on one thing. If we don't agree on doctrine and theology, we should agree on one thing, that the center of our life is Jesus Christ, the Holy Trinity, the God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and not Creflo Dollar, Joel Olstein, and Jesse Duplant. They can do nothing for you. All they can do is lead you into sin, lead you into confusion, and lead you into poverty. There is story after story after story out there where all these preachers do is lead people into poverty and they press you for more and they press you for more and they press you for more and they press you for more. And when you don't send and when people start to wise up in certain ministries, they start to threaten. Uh, Not you individually because they don't really know you and honestly, they don't really care about you. But what they start to say is, well, Jesus is not going to bless you because you have not blessed our ministry. How stupid Silly and ignorant is that statement. Jesus does not need me. He does not need Creflo Dollar and Jesse Duplantis, T.D. Jakes, Joyce Meyer, Paula White, Joe Olstein, Kenneth Copeland, Benny Hinn, or any of this, any of the lots to bless you, to glorify you here on earth. He will do it because he is God Almighty. He will take the lowliest person. He will take the tax collector and make him an apostle and then a saint. He doesn't need a middleman. He will do it because he is God, not because he's only found in one of these ragtag ministries, uh, this, this garbage on TV. What snakes these people are. What snakes they are. What demonic message they bring. Yes, I know, ladies and gentlemen, my brothers and sisters, Some of you may have fell into these traps before or are in it now. I'm praying to God Almighty that 
it is not the case and that this is just an informational podcast for you and this is not a wake-up call. But let this be a message to the people that hear my voice in the future, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Let my voice wake you up. Don't give your money to these preachers and frankly turn them off. Okay? There is a difference between Catholic and Protestant doctrine, no doubt. But these people are far from any Protestant doctrine that has any sound cohesiveness. As flawed, in my opinion, and the opinion of the Catholic Church and the, and the fathers of the church that it may be, I don't believe that Protestant doctrine has the fullness of the faith. I believe that our separated brothers and sisters in the Protestant movement are missing some things. But that's not the argument here. I'm calling on Protestants of goodwill, our separated brothers and sisters of goodwill, to turn away from these garbage satanic ministries. Our biblical brothers and sisters, turn away from this mess. Turn away. Turn your face on Satan. Get behind me, Satan. These people are feel-good only. They don't preach the suffering that Jesus had said we would go through should we follow him. These are the same people, these are the same people that will only use you in good weather, fine weather friends. You know, you have them in your own life. You know exactly who I'm talking about. The friend that shows up to go to the club and drink and smoke and degradate and, and, and blaspheme with you when it's good weather. But when you turn around and you change your life, you change your life, and now things start to become rocky, and you start accepting the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as your personal Savior, as the Redeemer. Now these people, they turn away from you. They turn their face on you. They turn their back on you. Why? Because you have no more sin to offer them. They can't join their sin with your sin. All they can say is, well, I'll talk to you later, or they ghost you in modern speak. These are the same kind of people in secular life that will do all the fun things with you, baseball games, parties, movies, whatever you want, gossip, drink, smoke. And then when you have a death in your family and you're broke or your husband's beating you or your wife's cheating on you, they're nowhere to be found. Why? Because the fine weather is over. Now it's the thunderstorm that comes in. Now it's the storm. Now it's the craziness that comes in. But you know who's always with you? You know who will never leave you? You know who will never, ever turn his back on you or in his face on you? Who will always stretch his hands out to you? Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That, my brothers and sisters, is what we need to learn. We need to learn that if someone's always asking of you, they are not your friend. Jesus asks very little of us. He asks that we believe. He asks that we pray. He asks that we love him. And he gave us the commandments. The Father Almighty gave us 10 commandments, and Jesus added an 11th. Love God with your whole heart mind, and soul. This is the whole of the law. We don't have to add too much more, okay? We can have disagreements about doctrine and theology, about saints and, 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 and catechesis, and that's fine. We need to do that. We need to get to the truth. But we can agree 
as brothers and sisters in Christ, and I'm especially reaching out to my Protestant brothers and sisters right now. I'm reaching my hand. I'm extending my hand. I'm giving you with love and care. I'm asking you, please, in your communities, turn away and preach and, and do what I'm doing in your communities that these people, not only the ones that I've mentioned here, but in the future, and the ones that I haven't even come across, that they are false prophets, that these people do not respect the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, that they do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And if they ever did, they have bastardized the words of our Lord and Savior. Lift your voice. Lift your voice with me as believers in Christ, as believers in the Holy Trinity. Let's agree on this one thing, that these prosperity gospel teachers are nowhere in the gospel, that the prosperity gospel is nowhere in the Bible. There was never a prosperity, one prosperity gospel teacher inside the Holy Gospel, inside the Bible. You never heard any of the apostles talk about any of this nonsense. So where is it? You can't find it. What you can find is a bunch of dotted lines or a bunch of pieces where they pick and, and, and choose and put things together. But they don't read the end of Timothy. When they read 2 Timothy, if they even read 2 Timothy 4, 1 and following, they stop at suffering. Why? Because if you read the suffering part, then it's completely against what they teach. They can't read that. They can't read that in good conscience. Well, I don't know how they do any of this in good conscience, to be quite honest with you. I, re I really don't know how they do any of this in good conscience. But I'm, I'm asking you once again, my Protestant brothers and sisters, men and women of goodwill, and frankly, any Catholics who are involved in this prosperity gospel mess, even if you have a priest that's teaching this, Step away, turn your face and turn your back, run for the hills. It will destroy your soul. No amount of money will bless you. Only God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity, has the ability to bless you. I, I don't care what anyone else says. That's it. Let me go into some other false teachings, and let me hit on the Catholic Church. Because this is not a beat-up show on my Protestant brothers and sisters or my separated brethren, as we like to call them in the Catholic Church. But let me tell you the issue that we have now in the Catholic Church. And you've heard it over and over again, but I'm going to showcase it here. And I'm going to name some names. And frankly, there's going to be a lot of unhappy people because there, there might be some of these people that are in your diocese, that run your diocese, that are, that are known to you. Not too far back, there was a statement put out by the Tyler Clemente Foundation and supported by a number of bishops and Catholic clergy, Catholic bishops and Catholic clergy, regarding that God is on the side of LGBTQ youth. And the statements were very touching and heartwarming. And there wasn't necessarily anything theologically wrong with them as face value. But they were lacking. And in their lacking, they were demonic. So it's not only what you say. It's what you don't say as a prelate. It's what you don't say as a priest. It's what you don't say as a cardinal or a bishop. If you teach mercy without justice, you teach heresy. If you teach mercy without justice, you teach evil. 
If you teach mercy without justice, you teach falsehood. If you teach mercy without justice, you don't teach Catholicism. You teach some bastardized version of whatever religion you're following to follow your own agenda. Let me explain. So this statement put out by the bishops in conjunction with the Tyler Clemente Foundation was such that God will meet you where you're at. God loves you just the way you are. And that in itself, the last statement is problematic. But what they were saying is God loves you um, and, and God accepts you. Now, God loves us and accepts us no matter what. There is a problem with this statement, however, on behalf of LGBTQ youth or LGBTQ anyone or anyone living a, se- a sexually deviant lifestyle, even a straight man and woman who are having sex before marriage. What is that? It's that that none of these bishops in this statement called anyone to repent. It's basically just go have gay sex with your with your fellow man or a woman with a woman lay down with wherever you want and God will meet you where you're at. No, God will bring you out of the degradation and the scum and the hell that you're in. But they're not preaching that. They're saying God will meet you in the gutter. He will. But what he will do is bring you out. But you need to ask and it shall be received. Knock and it will be open. If you don't ask, he's not going to do. If you don't knock, he's not going to open. It's up to us to seek Christ. These bishops are not preaching this. They're preaching that everything is okay. Gay is okay. LGBTQ lifestyles are okay. Every kind of degradation and disgusting disease filled, ridden gospel that they preach is okay. I'm going to name these preachers and these teachers, these so-called false bishops and apostles to you. Cardinal Joseph Tobin from Newark, New Jersey. Bam. Let me stop there. Let me go on this guy for a minute. So Cardinal Joseph Tobin had a male model years back, an Italian male model, stay in the chancellery office. Chancellery office is like a rectory. What is that? That is the house of the bishop or the priest, okay? So his house given to him by the diocese. And he was in a plane going to take off somewhere while, while this, this gentleman was staying there and tweeted to him, which was supposed to be a private, a private tweet, but by the power of the Holy Spirit went public to everyone who followed Cardinal Tobin and said, night, night, baby, I'm going to be taking, we're going to be taking off in a few minutes, something to that effect. But the point here is night, night, baby. His justification, he mistweeted. It was supposed to be a private tweet and it was going to his little sister. Now, obviously he's over 55, over 60 years old. So his sister is somewhere around there at that age. I really don't think the combination of having that male model and tweeting the same gentleman equal you have clean sheets clean hands or anything else clean how how obvious is it that this same cardinal promotes lgbtq masses you ask me what what is an lgbtq mass it's basically a themed mass as if we didn't have a theme already of the crucifixion at the mass every mass is a themed mass let's be let's be honest not the way the world in this modernist Catholic Church wants to theme them. Child's mass, clown mass, this mass, that mass. Every mass is themed. 
Golgotha, Calvary, the same word. It means where Jesus Christ was crucified. That's the theme of the Mass. Let me come down off of my soapbox for a minute because I feel myself blowing a gasket. It makes me so upset that we have people that are, that are anointed to teach us, and they can't even teach themselves. Let me continue on with this list. Archbishop John Wester, Archdiocese of Santa Fe, New Mexico. Bishop Stephen Bigler, Diocese of Cheyenne, Wyoming. Bishop John P. Dolan, Diocese of San Diego, California. There's a surprise. San Diego, California. Go figure. Bishop Joseph R. Kosback, Diocese of Jackson, Mississippi. Bishop Robert McElroy. I have to have a whole session on Bishop McElroy. There's a, there's a whole podcast that has to be done on him. Bishop Alberto Rojas, Diocese of San Bernardino, California. Wow, there's another surprise. Bishop Oscar A. Solis, Diocese of Salt Lake City, Utah. Bishop John Stowe, Diocese of Lexington, Kentucky. And Bishop Anthony B. Tyler, Diocese of Little Rock. And who is included in this? In this talk, who wasn't a bishop? Father James Martin, LGBTQ supporter himself, extraordinaire. 100% on board with everything gay is okay. Everything uh, trans is, 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 you know, fine too. Couldn't find anything that rhymes with trans. I was trying to be trying to be tricky there, but obviously that's not my my shtick. My shtick is is to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father Martin, including all these names that I've named, promotes LGBTQ lifestyles. They say they want to protect the LGBTQ youth from being assaulted and from being made fun of, and and we do too. I love our brothers and sisters with truly all my heart and soul I do. But we must call them to repentance. We must call them to repentance for their sin. We must call them to change their lives. God doesn't make mistakes. God doesn't make gay. It is a social disease. It is a disorder of the mind. It is a disorder of the soul. It is not something that God implants in you. This is unfortunate and more than unfortunate, sinful, that we have prelates, teachers, preachers, bishops, and otherwise that support this. Now, it's one thing to say we love our brothers and sisters. It's one thing to not want anyone to get hurt, verbally uh, made fun of, physically hurt. Of course not. Of course we don't want that. We don't hate these people. We want to help these people. But if you say we should give them mercy, which is to, to, to express that we understand they're going through some trouble. We understand that they're going through some trying times, but you don't call them to repent, to turn away from being sexually active to, to before marriage, heterosexual marriage, because there is no other kind, and just simply say you're accepted, come as you will. You cannot approach the holy of the holies as you, as you see fit. Let me explain to you what I mean. Listen, what these people are preaching are heterodox, heteresy, and, 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 and sacrilege. It, it, it is disgusting. Listen, the Holy of Holies back in the Old Testament was the temple of God. God was said to reside. His spirit of God was said to reside in the inner sanctum 
of the temple. Okay. And there was, there was walls sections. There was the courtyard of, of the, uh, of the Gentiles, the courtyard of the Jews, the courtyard. There, there was different names. And every time you pass a certain section, get deeper and deeper, you're getting closer and closer to God. And why is this important? Because only once a year could a priest, a priest, a, 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 a Judaic priest, of the Old Testament, enter the Holy of Holies and speak to God. And only with an unblemished sacrifice. You can't just go there with a, with a lamb, with a broken leg and, a, and, a, and, a, and, and dirt, and, and you had to be clean. And you had to be in order for God to accept this sacrifice. Now, God accepts us as we are as human beings, but what he does is calls you to repent. He doesn't call you as you are and leave you as you are. He calls you and it's your turn now to repent and turn away from sin. You can't. God is here to change your heart and your mind. He loves us so much that he gave us free will that we have the ability to turn away and disrespect him. He gave us, he doesn't want drones. He wants people to absolutely love him. But now the devil's bastardization has come in and says, no, make God in your image. We were made in his image and likeness. We were made in his perfection. Okay. So when we lose it by our free will choices, we have the ability to ask God's forgiveness and turn away and sin no more through the sacrament of confession. Not to say, hey, God, here I am, uh, gay Bob and gay Jake, and we're going to have homosexual sex and go to church on Sunday, and we're not going to change. Can you change for us? Can you change all your holy scriptures for us? Can you change the whole catechism for us? Can you change everything that was taught to the prophets through us? Can you change what Jesus Christ said through us? Can you change what St. Paul said for us? Can you change what St. Peter said for us? Can you change? Because at that point, you're no longer speaking to Christ or God the Father. You're following the devil. So when these prelates, these teachers and preachers come and say, Jesus will meet you where you are. Jesus will meet anyone in the bowels of the, uh, of the seediest strip club to, to the drug dens. To He descended into hell, the creed says. And then he rose and he took the souls out of Gehenna. Jesus has no problem meeting anyone where they are. But what he calls us to do is to repent of our sins. Every single time Jesus healed someone, he didn't say, okay, go now. He says, repent of your sins. Your sins are forgiven you. Go and sin no more. One of those three, depending on who he was speaking to. He met Mary Magdalene, supposedly, who was bereft by demons where she was, told her to sin no more and, and remove the demons from her. There was another story of a prostitute. Some say it was Mary Magdalene. Some say it is not. Depending on your theology, we talk about the woman of ill repute, the prostitute. Did he ask her to get all clean and holy and then he would meet her. He met her in the street while she was about to be stoned to death for her, her sins of prostitution. He met her in the street and then she expressed repentance 
And he said, child, your sins are forgiven. They will not condemn you, neither will I. Go and sin no more. So my point, if Jesus has given us these clear examples and these clear instructions, what give these supposed men and women of God any authority over Jesus Christ? Just like we spoke about the ministries of Joyce Meyer and Paula White and Creflo Dollar, these become the pseudo-churches of Cardinal Tobin and Cardinal this and Cardinal that. We have a lot of people. We have a lot of people wearing the clerics, or the clericals, I should say, of the Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church, the red of the bishop, the crimson, the black of the priesthood, and they're not covering themselves in the blood of Jesus Christ. Instead, what they're hiding behind is society. They're hiding behind society. A society is so corrupt that it's led by Satan himself. They're not preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're trying to transform in their sick little, little, know-nothing understanding minds. Think that the one holy Catholic and apostolic church, the universal church that Jesus Christ gave the keys to St. Peter, that they somehow can affect change. They may be able to put us, men and women, brothers and sisters, through a little bit of hell because our, our, our neighbors and our, and our fellow churchgoers and our fellow Christians and our fellow Catholics don't understand their catechesis, don't understand the gospel, and don't understand the rest of the Bible. So when one of these so-called church leaders makes a law, thinks that it is a valid and licit law, I tell you now, follow nothing that goes against the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Follow nothing that goes against holy tradition. Follow nothing that goes against the catechism, for it's your soul in peril. I don't care what hat he's wearing, white hat, red hat, crimson hat, clown hat, all three. I don't care. Follow no rule that goes against the gospel of Jesus Christ and the Holy Scriptures. Sacred tradition, the deposit of faith has been closed. The deposit of faith is the scriptures given to us by the four evangelists, the teachings of Jesus Christ. It is closed. It is not up for argument. It is not up for negotiation. It is not a democracy. This is a kingdom. This is the kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You have no say. I have no say. No one has any say. All the things that we can do is follow and say, yes, Lord, I will pick up my cross and follow you. I don't have the ability to make a vote to change some worldly law. And if they do change some church laws, they're fake, they're false, they're heretical, they're sinful, and they're evil. I say it now. Let me see one woman deacon. Let me see one woman priest. Let me see one priest blessing so-called gay marriage. Anathema. 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 I say it three times so you can hear my voice. Sin. Sin and sin. This is not of God. This is of men. This is of men bringing sickness and disease of spirituality into church and passing it off as teaching as they sit in their white, crimson, black, and other robes. 
This is the preachers that I speak of that are, are preaching so-called prosperity to, to their fellow brothers and sisters, the Protestants, and, and passing it off as Protestant doctrine. Now, I disagree with a lot of Protestant doctrine, but the one thing I've noticed is that more and more people need something to feel good, whether you're in the Catholic Church, the Orthodox Church, or the Protestant Church, and they will follow any man, woman, or clown, or in-between that gives them what they need. They can form the gospel to themselves, not themselves to the gospel. They can form God to themselves, not themselves to God. They can form Christ to themselves, not themselves to Christ. They can form the Holy Spirit to themselves, not themselves to the Holy Spirit. This is the doctrine of the devil. He is your father. He is the one who is turning you away from Jesus Christ and hiding in the skin of the lamb. It's a wolf in sheep's clothing. They sit there in the nice suits, the nice, nice clerical outfits with a cross on maybe with, with a Bible. And they tell you, this is not what Jesus wanted. Look me in the eye and tell me. I challenge any one of you. Email me. Challenge me to a debate. Bishop, Pope, priest, or otherwise. Challenge me. Challenge me with this cross in my hand and the Bible in the other. Challenge me. I haven't gone to seminary school. I haven't gone to school how to preach. But what I have in my belly is fire for Jesus Christ. What I have in my mind is the ability to read the gospel for myself. What I have in my head is the understanding of sacred tradition through the fathers of the Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. I'm not going to sit here and wait for someone to tell me what's good and what's bad. If I have any doubt in my mind, whether I'm right or am I wrong, I go to the Holy Gospel, I go to the Holy Scriptures, I go to the sacred tradition, I go to the writings of the, of the church fathers, I go to the catechism, and I read it there. And if I can't find it there, it's not going to be anywhere. And there's level to those things. First start with the Bible, then the catechism. Because the catechism is based on the Bible. But you don't go of your own understanding. And you certainly don't follow the understanding, the warped understanding of someone who's trying to bring God down to the world. Listen, we're not bringing God down to the world as Catholics. We're supposed to be going from this world, this fallen, this fallen, disgusting world into the kingdom of heaven. We don't belittle God for our, our selfish needs. That's not the way a Christian is. We can form ourselves, our sinful vessels, our sinful souls to God's will. You want real freedom? It's not for a man to sleep with another man. You want real freedom? It's not for a woman to sleep with another woman. You want real freedom? It's not to do whatever drug you choose or do whatever disgusting thing you think is, is correct. You want real freedom? You become a servant of our Lord Jesus Christ. Some people say, well, George, the word servant and freedom don't go together. Only through Christ himself do you have true freedom. The rest is a falsehood. The rest is a mirage. The rest is a fake, fake, fakeness of freedom. Freedom is not to choose whatever thou wilt. Freedom is to choose the good to have the understanding of mind, heart, body, and soul, to choose the good, to choose the hard thing, not to choose the soft thing, to choose the difficult thing, to choose the thing that will cause you suffering, know, knowing that in the end is glory, not now. That is true freedom.
not to choose the drug of choice, the sex of choice, your own gender, and everything else in between. Brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit has gotten his message, hopefully, across to you through my voice and inspired me to not yell at you, but to let you know. I'm not disparaging you if you're listening to televangelists or listening to your bishops. What I'm asking you to do is to discern who is of God and who is of the father of lies. Because not every single person who says the name of Jesus is a follower of him. There will be people in the end of days that say, Lord, Lord, so I did. And he will say, I don't know you. Get away from me. All that means is that everyone who uses the name of Jesus for their own justification or the justification for some agenda is not a true Christian. We have a lot of people out here who think they're doing the will of God by following some of these false prophets, these false teachers, these false apostles, and they're being led into sin. Wake up. Ask the Holy Spirit to remove the veil from your eyes. Ask the Holy Spirit to remove the veil from your heart. Ask the Holy Spirit to allow you to suffer for the sanctification of your own soul. If you need to go through something, it's time to go through it. Take the false promises of the devil of happiness and wealth and throw them away. Our Lord Jesus Christ wants us to be happy. And he wants us to have an abundance of happiness, and whether that be through monetary means, if we're so blessed and he chooses, or whether that be through health and good fortune. But it is Jesus and his Father and the Holy Spirit that determine that. No one else, and no one can push God to give you what he chooses. God chooses the holiest people on earth to suffer. His only begotten Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Blessed Virgin Mary, his ever-virgin mother, suffered. How much more are we better? We are not. We are nothing, and we are no one compared to these two. We are but mere creatures, and we deserve the bowels of hell. But through his glory and his mercy, he has given us the sacraments of the church. He has given us a way to get to heaven and a way to love him. Follow these ways. Do not follow the worldly ways of men. Do not follow the teachings of the devil. Do not follow the ways of things that will include sin into the church. Turn away from them. Be warned. I ask you, my brothers and sisters, to hear the sound of my voice and to spread this message to the one to your right, to the one to your left, to the one above and to the one below, to everyone that you come in contact with. Spread this message. It will save your soul. Let us pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you for the ability, again, to send this podcast to our brothers and sisters in Christ, both Protestant and Catholic, Orthodox and Atheist, all the people, Lord, who hear the sound of my voice, who hear the Holy Spirit working through me. I ask you, Lord, that this message will reach everyone far and wide so that they can understand what the true gospel is, that the only thing that is prosperous, Lord, in our lives is the word that you have given us, the word through the Holy Bible, through the scriptures, through the holy tradition of Mother Church, that if we need to suffer for your sake, so be it. We do this in your name. I ask the Blessed Virgin Mary to surround us with her mantle of protection 
through the intercession, through our intercession, and by the power of the Holy Spirit. We ask you, Lord, to send all your angels and saints and holy martyrs to shield us from every evil that will try to send us into a false gospel, a preaching of a false church, an anti-church. We ask you, Lord, that this ministry of St. Elias Media and the St. Elias Report continue and that the people listening to my voice will hear your voice in their hearts and minds, not just me barking and screaming and talking about the things that I talk about, but they will hear your voice in the pits of their heart, wherever they may be, Lord. Bring them out from the, the, the pits of society. Bring them out, Lord, from the strip clubs and the bars. Bring them out, Lord, from the street. Bring them out from the false churches, Lord. Bring them out from the false teachings, Lord. We ask these things in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For questions, comments, or concerns, please contact us at editor at saintelliasmedia.com. Also, please visit our website at saintelliasmedia.com where you will find updated articles and additional resources. The St. Elias Report is hosted by George Anthony. It is produced by Vic Hermanson. Our technical director is David Griffith. The St. Elias Report is owned and operated by St. Elias Media and is a Masabki Brothers production. Pick it up.